man, this world and this day and this age and this career that you guys have all chosen, it's almost impossible to be able to have a traveling healthcare professional career without getting terminated. I mean, it just really is. We're going to talk about some of the reasons why people get terminated. This episode is really going to focus on how you feel and to talk to you about maybe just understand it's part of the business. But we're going to talk a lot about this today because it's very, very common. Got a couple of episodes that are going to deal with termination. This one is really more about you guys and understanding it's a business and this is the way our world works. We're going to talk extensively about terminations this week. And it's actually called The Effects of Being Terminated on this week's edition of Travel Evolved. It's Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome to the episode, everybody. Thank you so much, so very, very much for joining me. Um, man, it's a beautiful fall day. It is obviously November when we're releasing this, late November, actually. And um, man, I couldn't I couldn't be more, um, more excited about just everything. Just, I mean, in general, our industry, yeah, we've got some hiccups, some things that we're, we're dealing with. Um, I think from a clinical standpoint, which you guys know, I can't really talk that intelligently about, nor should I. You know, 22 years of talking to you guys, I have some clinical ability. Unfortunately, I'd like to be able to think I actually do um, just through books and through osmosis more than anything else. But career-wise, industry-wise, future of, of healthcare travel, man, things are things are really, I think, looking good. I think looking positively. You know, we've talked a lot about this in the last couple of months, really, how the industry is changing, but how it's still staying the same. And I think that's that applies today. But I, today, you know, like I said, I really want to talk about termination on the intro, and I mentioned that. It's, it is, it's something we're going to delve into because, and I'm going to dedicate a number of episodes, about three actually, to different aspects of termination. So um, today I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of an overview and really going to talk a lot about what it does to you, some of the reasons why, and, and really just kind of cutting through the BS and really talking about the supply, the demand, the economics, the finances, the politics, if you will, of hospitals and how they work and long-term care facilities and, and, and facilities in general. So we're going to jump into that. But again, as always, I just I'm, I really want to take just a few minutes and really thank everybody for the feedback we're getting at Travel Evolved, the, the incredible number of people that have found us and discovered us. You know, it's not from lack of trying. I know my team has got my face out there on everything. It's kind of obnoxious to say the least. Um, but you know, it's 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 how you get people to eventually start to uh, to listen to you. And I think you know, having a couple of of episodes, whether it be you know 
company margins or the pie or, you know, COVID mandates, all this stuff does start to get people talking, which is the whole point of why we do these episodes. It's, it's getting people talking and it's mostly hopefully giving you guys an experience that you haven't seen from this side of the triangle of trust, as I like to say, you know, again, you can get a taste of it. If any of you have ever stopped being a healthcare professional and or came from or went and worked for a company, there's a lot of recruiters, so to speak, that, that I should say that uh, have been travelers before in the past. If you've gone back into into traveling again, you, you guys know a lot about how this stuff works and you know I'm right about all the stuff I say. Uh, for, but the whole idea of obviously of Travel Evolved is really talk to those of you that don't have that incredibly unique opportunity. I don't know too many, I don't know anybody that actually was a healthcare professional got into our side of the industry and recruited or owned an agency and then got back into it. Usually once you get in this side, it's, you know, again, I've always said you guys are very underappreciated. And I think any career that gets you away from healthcare oftentimes is, is kind of like, Oh man, what was I doing? And I just believe that you guys are saints. You guys have a very unique motivation. Most of you guys are motivated by helping other people and that's that's you may think that's common, but it actually is kind of unique. I think it's 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 certainly not as common as helping yourself uh, in our world. But that's just the way I think you guys are wired, and it's a wonderful aspect. That I hope never changes for for you. Um, but unfortunately, getting a taste of what this side of the desk can bring and help to you is, I think, is something that I've always said is just lacking in our industry. So, thank you all so much. I've had a lot of incredible amount last probably month. Of people reaching out to me. I've been able to talk to quite a few people directly. My day has been getting busier and busier, so sometimes I can't. It really depends upon the day. But I've been able to chat with, with some of you just because it happened to be, hey, I've got an hour and there's nothing going on. So let's, hey, I've got someone that wants to talk to me. Boom, here we go. And it's been really um, motivating, really insightful, the things that you guys are telling us, things you guys are like that you don't like about Trial Evolve. There's not a lot you guys haven't said you haven't liked. Um, I'm sure, like I've said many times on different social media, I know I'm, listen, I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I am very opinionated. I am strong-minded, strong-willed. And for some that comes across differently than I want, than I intend it to. But I don't know how to do this without sounding the way I sound. For those of you who know me personally, it's a different personality when you're talking to me. I'm, I can't be this directive. But I've got an hour roughly to hold your attention, to get the points across. And sometimes I know it comes off a little a little salty and that's just the way it is. I don't know how to fix that or change it. And I, I can't and I'm not going to. So uh, we're going to continue that theme and go down that road today. Really, like I said, I want to talk a lot about the effects of being terminated on you. Because I, I, I guess I'll just throw this out there to, to start this episode out with. For the most part, I have learned in 22 years, for the most part, and I want you to really hear this. I find it's oftentimes not the traveler's fault. Now, that may surprise a lot of people. Yes, there are some travelers who shouldn't be traveling. There certainly are some travelers who shouldn't be in, in healthcare at all for a variety of reasons, but that's no different than any other profession on the planet. There are people who aren't good at what they do, and they think they are. There are people that have, you know, their time has come or they haven't caught up or stayed up with technology or or with with the with the trends and that's just real. In in healthcare what I have found is that being terminated from one facility, you the first thing I'm going to say is you cannot let that mess you up mentally. And I've seen it. I've had really good friends of mine who have never been terminated, you know, miraculously over the last couple of years have said I'm getting terminated frequently now. And I think it's because I'm I'm bullheaded, I'm strong opinion, and I'm actually probably intimidating that manager. Yes, absolutely. I know you. <laughs> 
And I know exactly what you're talking about. So the first thing is that understand you are not alone in being terminated. I think everyone feels that way. I don't care if you're terminated from working at a you know, 7-Eleven or your paper route to being terminated for what you guys are doing. No one feels great if they're terminated. It just, it, it just probably isn't a very great feeling to say, wow, someone didn't think I was good enough to be here for whatever reason. All right, so that's real. I mean, I think it's, 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 it wouldn't be a good episode if I didn't bring up the fact that I understand that that would totally suck. And there's almost no way to not sit there and, and be introspective or self-respective and say, what, is, what have I done wrong? What could I do better? We're going to talk about that a little bit as we move on. But I do understand that no matter what I say today or no matter how many of your peers prop you up, or anybody that's a coworker, or your family, or your members, or people that know you, your spouse, your your significant other, you still are going to have those feelings that, man, I'm I'm just not I, this this particular facility may not have thought I was good enough at doing my job. I don't have any great advice for that except for you just got to pick yourself up and know better than that. I I think it's important, and I'm not trying to channel anybody. I'm just trying to say that I think. You know who you are better than anybody else. Listen, I have been in some rough situations in my life. I think we all have. I'm not unique. And you can either let them kill you. You can sort of let them define you. And that's okay as long as it, you don't let it destroy you. I, every tough situation I've been in, every one of them, if you, as I've risen from, the, from that destruction or whatever it was, I've been better. I don't think anyone cannot say that. I guess you could I guess you could let things absolutely destroy you. But why would you? Why would you let a wonderful lesson, no matter how ridiculous the lesson is, and oftentimes we're talking about termination, it is ridiculous, as I'll get into. But to let that pass you by and not take advantage of whatever it possibly could be that you could learn from that to make you better, a better person, a better human, a better, you know, healthcare professional at your job, to me is a is a is a mistake. I believe heavily that we are given gifts all the time that we don't recognize and we think they're all bad. All the gifts we receive are bad. There are some that are bad, but there's always something that can be learned or or improved upon in your life by anything bad that happens to you. And I, mean, I want to get any major major uh, examples, but there just is. I look at it as it's a gift. I've said this before. Bad situations, bad news, tough stuff that the world is handling, handing you. Sorry, let me make sure I'm saying it right. The world is handing you at the current moment. It is really difficult to embrace it and say, thank you world for kicking my, you know what? Thank you so very, very much for waking me up and making me realize that this is something I want to improve upon for the rest of the years I have on this planet. I want to do better. And this is actually a gift. Now, I'm getting a little bit deep on this one because we're just talking about a termination from a silly that may be terminated because of financial reasons, as we'll talk about. But even then, even then, there is an example and something that you can learn from. Maybe, as I've said repeatedly, maybe stop going for the absolute highest paid positions out there. I mean, people ask me every day, do you have this? Do you have this? This is high paying. I'm going, I, no, I don't have that one. I have that one. And but I, I don't have that one. I'm kind of glad I don't because I wouldn't trust it. I don't trust those super crazy high paying assignments. You guys have, learn from that. Like exactly my point and case in point here. For every person out there that keeps taking those high paying assignments and keeps you know getting terminated or having your assignment end because of census or because of cost or whatever the reason you're being given, 
start learning from that and say there's got to be a strong paying assignment. There's so much money to be made right now. And I've said before that you might actually be making more money and you might be getting taxed heavier on a couple of hundred bucks more a week that you wouldn't get taxed on if you had a really great assignment. So just think about that. What is your tax bracket for this crazy dollar thing you're chasing that is going to be the first one canceled the moment that hospital has a chance to do that? You guys know hospitals are in to make money. They will figure out a way. Hopefully they're honest, like I've said, and just do whatever. But really good case in point. You've got to learn from every single aspect and every single avenue of being a traveler. That's why you do it. It's called the school of hard knocks. We call it a learning curve. No matter what, unfortunately, you do have to go through those. But if you can go through them faster and, and quicker and learn from them, that's what separates people that become really great at what they do and people that just become good at what they do. It's recognizing the the trials and tribulations, if you will, of the, I always call it, you know, the, the painful and necessary process. I've called it that for years. And everyone that's ever known me just rolled their eyes because I, I say it all the time. It's painful and it's necessary because it hurts and it's important that it hurts because it makes you go, wow, I don't want to experience that again. So now I've got to have the motivation and train my brain to say, how do I avoid that pain? Well, by learning and by improving on stuff and making it better. All right. So Let's talk about some reasons why what we're seeing right now. I mean, obviously, currently, I am still seeing incredible terminations due to low census. And here we are in November, and we're going to go into who knows how tough of a, when I say tough, I'm talking about weather-wise in our, in our country, what the weather's going to bring. We have tough winters. We have some type, you know, places where winters are harder than others in certain parts of the country. But overall, you can say, you know, the winters are going to be either more severe in the north and or are going to be shorter there will be a point where whatever seasonal, potentially seasonal job you're taking, there is a really good high chance that it will be ended based upon the fact that if and when in the spring things start to get warmer sooner or who knows what, the next thing you know, if that census starts to decrease at that facility, especially those that are jumping after those seasonal type assignments, there's a good chance you're going to get terminated for it. Matter of fact, one of the biggest vendors in the, in the country actually has and they're they're it's nice they do is they, they have it in their account they can cancel an assignment at any point with a two-week notice and what's really wild i've said this before is that a lot of travel recruiters don't even know that about their own system so they'll have you run off to florida or texas maybe i'm saying too much i don't know and sure enough here's it's march and you're thinking oh, okay i've got I just started back, you know, maybe in, in the latter part of, you know, the second week in February and it's in the end of March and I've got a good, you know, six, seven weeks to go. And all of a sudden you get a notice that, hey, your assignment's ending in two weeks. Like I said, luckily, they're actually, this, this system actually does give you a two week notice, but you could be literally out of a job in two weeks because of the fact that you are, are the census is low. That's, a, in my opinion, that is the, the most, the best way to be told something like that. What I'm seeing and what you see oftentimes is, I don't know why they do this, but some vendors and some systems don't even tell you it's because of low census. They just tell you that we're just ending your assignment. Or worst case scenario, they will make up another reason if it doesn't have some kind of language in their contract, which I don't know why any facility wouldn't have that in their contract because they have to, because they have to be able to survive. They can't just commit to 13 weeks if there's no patience. You guys know this, right? So they'll back out. But the fact is that what I don't like is when people will make up an excuse and blame your clinical ability, your personality on a termination. And that's really what we're going to talk about today is that that does happen. And I, I don't for the life of me understand 
why that is. Maybe someone can can explain that to me. Someone can reach out and tell me why it is that you feel that hospitals oftentimes, not I'm not saying all the time, I, I don't even know what the percentage is. It just seems like a lot to me that oftentimes you are personally being blamed for everything that's, for the whole reason you're being terminated. And you know it's because of census, patient load, maybe procedures aren't there. And they don't have the guts just to say, hey, we don't have the patients. I, I, I need someone to explain this to me because it's been like this for 22 years. And I've never understood why not just have the integrity to say, hey, we, don't, we can't do this. We don't have the money because we can't sit there and have you come on board. I'm sorry. We goofed up. I goofed up as a manager or, the, or the, you know, whoever it is that is in staffing goofed up and we hired you because we'd love you to come back next year. We'll do better next year. I don't know why that's not a better solution to the termination, but it's not. So it is, in fact, that oftentimes it's because you have clinical inability or because you're difficult to work with. Who knows how, how what they actually have said. And I'm not just throwing this out there. You guys, I hear this, I mean, almost every couple of weeks, and I certainly hear it more often than not in different times of the year. But I really want to get back to the main point I was making. And I said, I would say right now what I am seeing is that it is based upon cost. Cost of you, hourly cost of you, the pie. The actual pie, which as I've always said, is the hourly bill rate in which we charge hospitals for you. And then we make our money and pay you and the whole nine yards. Actually, we pay you and we keep the rest. I guess that's a better way of explaining it. Right now, this is a big deal because every parse, you know, little, little piece of the country, so to speak, has its own supply and demand going. Obviously, I am talking still about COVID. I'm talking about seasonality now coming into play. All of these things are generating. I see it right in front of me. I can see it right there on my, on my one of my computer screens all day long. New positions, the states that have the most positions, the states where you know they have fewer, they're dropping. I mean, we saw that in a couple of states that were paying really, really high this early fall, just dropped like a like a bomb. A thousand dollars, you know, for my company, a thousand dollars a week in gross weekly. I'm like, whoa, what's going on there? Well. I got plenty of people. Who knows what it is? It could be the fact that our census isn't increasing. It doesn't matter. But let me tell you something. Anybody who is working at that higher bill rate, which if, if a company is paying you $1,000 more a week, that's a significant increase on a 36-hour you know work week. That's that's basically, you know, you're losing, who knows, 25 30%, depending upon what, what the agency's margin is, which means that the, the bill rate has dropped by that amount too. So for that to happen... What do you guys think is going to happen to any single person in those states and that facility that's doing that that is looking to potentially extend? Do you think they're going to be the first ones called? No, they're going to be asked, hey, do you want to stay at this new rate? Which, for whatever reason, I oftentimes will hear that's offensive to a lot of you. I get it. I mean, no one likes to be said, to be told, hey, we're going to, we want you, but we want you at a much cheaper rate. But I think you guys should look at it as real. It's not a personal thing. They, they do want you, but the going rate for an extension isn't less. And I think most travelers, their first reaction is, baloney, I'm not going to do that. No way, shape, or form would I stay here for, and make less money. I mean, if you look at it honestly, what if you were getting a really good deal the first time? And you probably were. Is that so wrong? Only you can answer that. And don't ever let a recruiter answer that for you. And don't ever let a recruiter put you know words in your head. Most of you who listen to me don't. But... There is a viable, you know, clarity that says, you know, wow, maybe, maybe this whole area, maybe this whole state, maybe this whole part of the country does in fact have a higher supply, a less a demand. And the fact that they are wanting me to stay, 
obviously means it's easier for them to then hiring somebody brand new that they don't that they don't know. Consider it; it might make sense to you, but only you guys know that, right? And that's what I've, I've just preached, preached, preached forever: is that you guys are always in charge. I just I, I I feel like most of you guys know. I mean, recruiters are salespeople, guys. They are they are geared at keeping you employed with their agency and of course they want you to work with them as their recruiter because they get to take home money every single week based upon you working for them the hours potentially you work the margin that they were able to to keep from you that was went to the company that they were able to share all those things are real and so of course they're going to try to tell you to stay with them or to take an assignment that they have, the last thing they want you to do is go work for anybody different. So, but you know, you know if staying there is truly, in fact, the best thing for you. It may be. What if going to work for another assignment is really, really difficult for you too? Who knows? It's hard to say. So just know all these things can cause census to fluctuate. And like I said, oftentimes you're going to be the one if you're making one of those really crazy high-paying positions, it's just it's just inevitable, guys. And I see that mistake being made every day. Listen, I am not trying to tell you not to go after high-paying jobs. I'm on the contrary. I think you guys should go after high-paying jobs. I think it's finally about time that travelers are making really solid money. That's why so many people are joining you. I just think you should be smart about it. I would absolutely never tell you to take a low-paying job because you'd be the last one to get chopped. That's that's nuts. But just consider the fact that. You know, if if go for those high paying jobs, just know that you could be out of work and the weeks and that you're out of work could, in fact, affect your yearly income as opposed to taking something that's really, really solid and high, but not the highest pay there is out there. I'm just it's just a concept that I've never had to talk about before until this last you know year and a half or so. But it's real. And I think it's something that I, I wish more travelers would think about, because every day I see this and or else I see that the other one I want to throw out there is. The relatively inexperienced traveler, and I'm not talking about necessarily how many years you've been, you know, or just just traveling, how many years you've been traveling, but I see people that have maybe not been in a specialty for very long, maybe they're new into that specialty, and that specialty happens to be one that's really, really high paying right now, so they're really putting all their eggs in that basket, and they keep not getting selected and they're waiting and waiting and waiting and it's it's like months and they're still looking for the same job i know because they're reaching out to to me and they're saying hey what, what do you get you know and so it's <laughs> i want to go maybe right now is not the time to be trying to go after your brand new position because i know you want to make those really high bucks but they need someone with with you know four or five years experience and you're one and a half or two in that field are going to be a, a challenge for you. They just, it just it is. It's, there's no two ways around it. So I don't know. So be careful reaching out right now for that specialty that you've been kind of dabbling in because it's paying really well. Unless you're willing to understand that you could be have a harder next assignment search, and you could be the first one to also you know be be terminated because you're trying to you're, you're you you have the less of the clinical ability in that specialty. You guys understand where I'm trying to go. I think if there's ever a time for people to be, I guess, very, very easy to work with, now is that time. It feels like no matter what, tension is high out there. Stress is high. And you would think that with shortage and potentially shortage getting worse right now, that people would, that managers and house would be willing to to look past certain 
personality traits or people that are difficult to, to work with, but it doesn't seem like it. I think things are so high tension-wise right now on different units, in different facilities, that it feels like to me, and maybe I'm wrong, again, I, I, I do tend to be wrong every so often, if not most often, that right now there seems to be a, a shorter fuse with a lot of people and just you're gone, you're gone because they just are so stressed out. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe like I say, maybe I'm not getting that completely backwards but it doesn't seem like that's what i'm experiencing the last year and a half it feels almost like you have to be more careful and you wouldn't think you would i'm not trying to say you guys would take advantage of somebody because you know things are tight and you could walk all over your unit or get you know get your way get your schedule tell them you're not coming in i mean no one i know is doing that but it does feel like you have to really walk a straight and arrow kind of path right now because for whatever reason, maybe it's because maybe it's because there is so many candidates. Maybe those positions that are paying really high, those those systems that are, have a really really high bill rate, maybe those are the ones that are have a short fuse because there's so many candidates that are, are constantly trying to get in there for those high rates. I, I just I don't know. I, I can't speak from that intelligently because I'm not on that side of the of the coin. But it's pretty interesting to me. Who knows? Who knows? Getting back to how we started this episode. All of these reasons are all fine and dandy, but the bottom line is that this stuff can still, even though you know the underlying cause to your termination, it still has an effect. It can really throw you for a loop. Like I said before, I've had Matt Travelers reach out that have said I've never been terminated. I've been terminated multiple times in the last couple of years. And we've talked about it. Yeah, well, you know why. Yeah, of course I know why. I get it. I know still bothers me in, in, in at night when I'm struggling. It still makes me question my, in this case, the one I was just thinking of, my nursing ability. I've been, you know, in this specialty for a long time. Am I getting older? No, stop. You know, you, you got to have those kinds of conversations, but have them with yourself. Have good, constructive conversation with yourself. You guys know, you know what you're doing. You, I know your burnout. Maybe what I just mentioned a few minutes ago with how crazy and stressful this is right now, maybe a break wouldn't be a bad idea. Maybe it'll help you. But understand, and I do know, this stuff can absolutely throw you for a loop. The first thing I would say was, look at your history. You know, I'm thinking of this one guy I was talking to early last week, about a week ago. And I said, okay, you just told me you've never been terminated before, and you've been terminated a whole bunch of times or frequently in the last couple of years. I know, I know. But her thing was she was confusing, or, or she, there was a bit of doubt in her mind that it, it was, in fact, clinical ability, that age was creeping in and being able to keep up mentally and physically with the job you know, duties more so than the atmosphere and what's going on in our country right now. And after talking, she said at least, I'm hopefully I believe her, that she knows, okay, it's not me. Look at your history. You guys, like I said, you know full well your ability. That's, wonderful. That's one of the wonderful things about working with so many people in healthcare as opposed to hiring salespeople who all you know BS you left and right about their ability. Clinically, you guys don't want to be put in a situation that's over your head. That, that's, that is a, a natural reaction. It'd be weird if you did. So what's wonderful is that you're not going to overemphasize uh, your abilities typically, but you just got to be super careful by minimizing how much you do in fact know and how good of a, of a, of a healthcare professional you really are. So just look at your own history. Look at the facility and the reputation of that facility too. Take that into play. Have you did you were you warned about this facility before you went there? Did anyone say, man, this place is a nightmare? I mean that's that's what I hear all the time. Or some will say, oh, I love the pay rate and that assignment, but yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Okay, right. So look at that. If it's a bad facility, it's a bad facility. If it's if it's in a mess, maybe it's a great facility, but it is it is struggling right now because of how how stressed that community is. 
give them a break and say, you know what, it's not me, it's not maybe even them, it's just a situation, and I'm not going to look at it personally and say, I can't do this anymore, right? Um, like I said a few seconds ago, and I just when I was saying that out loud, I'm not, I'm not slipping, basically. Are, are you? That's the last thing I would say is have a healthy look at yourself on that one. Yes, it's real. Listen, every one of us is getting older. I mean, I see it every day when I shave. I'm like, holy cow, who's that guy looking back at me? It just is what it is. So like I said a few seconds ago, it is wonderful that so many of you have a very realistic understanding of your ability. I don't see a lot of, you know, God complex type people out there that are that think they're better than what they are. I worry about the other, like I said, where people are beating themselves up too much. But do have a healthy appreciation. I have seen people that have been in a high capacity unit move into something that is less, you know, has less speed to it. I've seen ER nurses move out of ER. I've seen OR nurses move into PACU. Not that it's less of anything, just a different type of atmosphere, different speed. I've seen med surge nurses that just like, man, this is way too many people. I'm going to go specialize in telemetry or in, you know, in endoscopy or do something different because this is, I just can't, I can't keep up with this pace. There are certain, you know, facilities that there, you know, your imaging department is just crazy and the amount of patients you're going to be scanning and seeing daily, there might be something that you can look at that might be a little bit of a slower pace, whether it is in fact a different specialty, a shift in your specialty, or a complete change of pace from maybe into a, from a higher volume level one type of situation to something that's more, much has much less acuity to it. Let's just call it like it is. Be aware of that. Be aware of your individual speed. Be aware of your energy level. And, and and we've had episodes, we've talked about keeping your energy level up. There are things you can do, but also look at your own, boy, I do that once or twice every episode. Look at your own motivation. And this is where I will say that having an understanding for termination has a lot to do with getting, I did an episode on being burned out. This is where I do believe, once again, that taking some breaks, if you've made some good money, I understand the last thing you want to do is take your foot off that financial bank and that throttle. That's that's natural, but man, you gotta enjoy a little bit. Go take a couple weeks. Go someplace you know that just where you can recharge your batteries. No matter if that's home, someplace by yourself, someplace with a bunch of friends, whatever you have to do, there is nothing wrong with that. Take a look at this opportunity again. Going back to what I said at the very beginning of this episode, this could be a gift that you really needed to not be working right now. So you could, in fact, get your head on straight. You could, in fact, get your energy level up and your motivation back. I mean, it just, it, it's, it's hard not to, I get. It is, one of the things I will say is, as I just mentioned, you guys just can't take this stuff personally. This is a business. I did an episode, I think one of the first ones, where we talked about creating a business mindset. Part of that episode part of understanding that is that you are in a business you are a cog all of us are you're a cog in a financial machine and that is in fact healthcare in the US it is a financial giant you guys know this i hope that most of you do if you don't it is really a big giant it is a humongous industry and there are huge huge dollars pushing this so 
know that you've got to create and create that business mindset. Understand that sometimes this is in fact just business. It is just business because they need to have more patience in there. They need to have something. They need to pay you less. They need to have more of you. They can't do overtime. They can't you know adhere to that 48-hour guarantee that you signed on for and they've got to go to 36 and you're offended that you don't want to do that anymore. These are all parts of this machine where the two different sides are trying to come up with the cheapest way to staff and the most expensive way that I can make money and the best you know income for me. It clashes, and it clashes sometimes badly. So you got to look at this from it is just business, and that's really hard because most of you are not business mind people, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. We're trying to help you become that because this is a different career, but you didn't get into healthcare typically as you wanted to be in business, but now you are, you're in business for yourself. So part of that is understanding this is, this is just part of business. Every day, there are things that I cannot take personally because it's just business and it's, I get it. It's hard. You got to get your ego involved. You get your feelings hurt. It's just business, right? So just, I guess, keep it, keep it that way. You're a business. It's a business move on to your next business venture, right? So think about the shift, right? There are shifts that are happening right now in our, in our right now is a really wild time. We have season, a season, as we, as we say, I mean, I lived in Florida for God, how many, 12 years, 13 years. They call it the season down there. The season is, is upon us. It is coming up. Now, I happen to be in Colorado, and if you can see behind me, it's, I mean, the leaves are, are off the trees, but it is like 65 degrees out there today. It is a crazy, wonderful, beautiful day, and it's sunny, and it's great. I mean, I, we haven't had a couple of flurries for a second. There's been one drop of snow this year. So very, you know, Indian summers, I like to say. It's very unique. There is not a lot of precipitation going on. It's drier than the heck out there right now, but if this is like this everywhere else in the country, and I honestly haven't really not been paying attention, that would tell me that the season is slow. It's probably not happening yet. I, I do see that we are starting to get a lot of the first of the year positions in some of those warmer states that where the census starts to increase. But again, it really is going to depend upon how long the season is, when it actually gets here. We've got cold and flu, hopefully, you know, coming out, hopefully, but cold and flu will actually, you know, could have a bearing on, it always does, on the level of acuity that's needed around the country, whether it's down south, up north, you know, typically flow, you know, while colds and flus aren't as prevalent with a lot of the vitamin D and, and vitamin E that's going on out there in the world when you are getting sunshine and all the good things that are for you. But if everyone's running down and the senses are down there, it does create vacancies for places where it's not. So all of this stuff is coming into play. You've got COVID, you've got states that are doing very, very well. I've, I've, I've heard there are states that are starting to see increases in it again. So all of that seasonality, sickness, what's coming up, economics with who can afford to, you know, go and, and rent places. You know, if you're retired and you're on a fixed income, you may not be able to afford this year to go and rent a place someplace else in, in Texas or Florida like you have in the past. All of this stuff is melding together to create a really, really unique, you know, basically holiday season that we're approaching right now. It is bizarre. I don't know if I've seen anything like this in a while. It is 
all over the place. There is no consistency. There is no rhyme or reason to a lot of stuff, except for, as I've always will tell you, it always still goes back to supply and demand. And there's no difference in what's happening out there today. It's just that there are little tiny supplies and demands all over the place, oftentimes in the same city, let alone the same state or region of the country. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So what I'm getting with this is that things are shifting potentially think about shifting along with it, right? If you've been terminated, do a shift. Like we talked about, change your specialty, change your location, change your head, but shift along with all the different nuances that are happening and recognize that you just can't, it drives me nuts when I've got people call me or text me and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And I'm like, well, I, I get it, but that's what you were looking for three months ago. Start to, start to evolve your own career and have it kind of, I guess, rotate around what is happening, the experience that's out there, the supply, the demand, the seasonality, all this stuff that we just were talking about. Understand there are times when you can go crazy and make huge bucks, and there are times when you're going to have to settle for something and because it's just not there and you need to stay close to home or you have certain you know reasons why you can't. That's okay. Always think of this, like I always said, as a, a year-long thing. This is a year-long uh Income, you're about to be done with this year, so hopefully you'll start the new year out and look at it for the next 12 months as to what that yearly income and what you want to make and how you're going to go ahead and do that. It helps you make decisions and just treat it like the, the shift that's happening all over the place right now. And there's a lot of different things that are shifting currently in our in our healthcare world for sure. So like I said earlier, I want to, I want to touch on this again. Learn from everything. If there is something that you can and could have done better to not have been terminated. I'm not, this is not an episode about, you know, reasons why or how to, how to prepare yourself for not being terminated. I'll have that episode coming up. But if there is, I'm just trying to ask you guys to learn from something. If it was in fact, because you took a, a high paying assignment, if it was because you took an assignment with a hospital that had a really bad reputation, it's, it was, if it was because you actually went out there and you were trying and, and continuing to work under a, a specialty or a field that is, is less than familiar to you because you wanted to chase the dollars, whatever that is, is it, was it your attitude? Was it anything? Again, this is not an episode about the blame game, but it should be an episode about what could you take from this every single time that you have been terminated or you're you know you have been asked to, to, to not fulfill the rest of your contract we'll call it we should say it like it is there should be something that you should learn from that or you can learn from that tough lesson or easy lesson but this is how you evolve your game you start getting to be better and better and better because next year when you're getting the early part of fall remember what happened to you this year if in fact you were and figure out how do i do better this time without having to put myself in that situation. I mean, last time I looked, being terminated typically is not always a good thing. Sometimes it may be a blessing in disguise, like we've said. But for the most part, it means you're out of work, you start all over again, maybe you're not prepared for that. And it's that internal feeling that I'm trying to talk about today that really just stinks because you feel like you let the facility down, your marriage down, and usually you feel like you let yourself down more than anything else. So try to learn what you can, you know, what you can I guess, see what you can learn from any situation. That's my best advice today. And it's hard. The, typically, the more difficult the situation that you're going through, the more difficult it is to see the lesson that's being handed to you. We could talk about relationships. I mean, half the country gets divorced, right? Half the country doesn't make it in a marriage at some point. That's a tough one. For those of you that have been divorced, it is really, really difficult to not blame yourself. So it's it, what we're talking about here is not different from that. There is something to be learned in 
every aspect of life. And without getting too philosophical, I'm just trying to say, look for the gift through all the muck and mire of whatever it is that you're feeling about being terminated. And I would say not about being terminated with any aspect of your life. There is always something that you could say, all right, this sucks, but boy, this was, this is something I'm going to do better next time with. So, all right, I want to switch gears a little bit and kind of end this episode by talking a little bit about the temperature that's out there. I already kind of did. We mentioned holidays. Holidays are coming up. I did an episode early on purposefully in order to handle and address holidays and holiday pay. Be careful. Make sure you guys are working for companies that are paying you properly for holidays. Holidays are, it's a unique pay situation. Now, this year, the we've got Thanksgiving coming on, on a Thursday. We've got both Christmas and New Year's are on Saturdays, which means that's the end of the week, which means Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve is on a Friday. So it's interesting that for many of you, you guys might already be in a situation where uh, you've had your 36 hours and you're being asked to stick around and, and work overtime and holidays. So find out what the rules are from your facility, I'm sorry, from your agency about holiday and overtime. Do you get paid double time? What is the rule? And I always said communication is key. So understanding what the rules are means less surprises and less surprises are good things in our industry so understand how that how that's going to work understand what your rates are understand what holidays in fact and how that clock works do you literally get paid on christmas eve from midnight to midnight or is it during your shift do you get the whole shift or just you know for the clock in clock out part these are again things you guys need to know about i'm telling most of you the stuff you guys already need you guys do in fact already know Understand where the needs are in the country. As for those of you that I'm talking to that are looking at getting uh, an assignment here on the first of the year, and then maybe have taken the time off or you're about ready to start looking, really assess the current situation and needs. Look at what your where you're willing to go, and how far you're willing to go, and for what dollars. And understand that is should be your driving force. Where are the needs in the country? Where do I want to go? What kind of money do I want to make? If you're living in a part of a country that is not experiencing uh, increases in census and the pay rates are, are you know stagnant or, or decent or low, then that's what it is. Don't, don't, don't blame your agency or don't blame ever. Go find a higher paying position elsewhere. It might mean you have, to, you have to travel somewhere else. Or if you're uncomfortable going into some cold climates, you may have to go and do that. You guys might actually have to freeze a little bit to make some big bucks this year. I, only time will tell. But it's always about supply and demand, as I've always said, and, and, and this is no different. This episode about, I guess, the effects of being terminated have a lot to do with supply and demand and why you were being terminated. And just look at it as, as if it's a business. Look at who you are. You guys know your strengths. If it's time to, to do something different and it's time to take something that's a little bit less uh, you know, pressure and a little bit less acuity, great, fine. Perfect example that you learn something from that. It's a great situation. If it's not, recognize it for what it is and know that you are still the traveler. You're still the healthcare professional you've always been. As a matter of fact, you're getting better and better every day because you know more. And I think that's the best, the best leave I can have you with this one. Guys, as always, I appreciate this. Hope this one made sense. I, like I say, it's something we need to talk about. No one likes to talk about terminations, especially from my side of the industry, because they pretend like it just doesn't happen. You're never going to get terminated. Baloney. Happens all the time. And anybody who's thinking about traveling know that it happens all the time. It just does. It's part of our. It's part of this whole cycle. And you guys... I guess in agencies a little bit, but I mean, no one wins when someone's terminated. Typically the hospital's looking for a person. You're looking for a job. The agency's looking for revenue. It, it just, it's no one wins in this scenario, but it's part of the industry. It's part of the business. And I don't know if it'll ever change. That won't be. So 
keep your chin up, learn from your mistakes. If you're already not from your mistakes, I shouldn't have said it that way. Learn from what happened to you. Get look for those gifts that you've been given on the tough situations in life. And I will catch you guys next week on Travel Evolved. <laughs>